Hi everyone, it's John Hagedorn, and this is 1001 Stories for the Road. We're a proud part of the 1001 Stories Network, and we like to think of ourselves as caffeine for the curious. I'll never forget our family trip out west from Virginia to Yellowstone Park and beyond to Jackson Hole, and our Bighorn Mountain experience. We were headed north on an interstate with the bighorns visible just to our west. Billboards started showing up, advising us that if we wanted the scenic, easy-for-campers-and-trucks route across the bighorns to Cody, Wyoming, then take State Route 16 west just a few miles up the road. We didn't have a camper or a truck, just my trusty Mercury Sable wagon, but that scenic route still sounded good to me. But we were taking in all the states we could, and Montana was just an hour or so north said my wife and the kids. Can't we, Dad? Everything is just a few hours away once you get across the Mississippi. Sometimes many hours away. What the heck? So I passed Route 16, then later Route 14, which I knew promised steeper inclines, and made it to the Montana state line. The kids got their picture at the Montana border, and we headed south again and picked up Route 14 west toward the Bighorns, just as dusk started to roll in. It had been a fun trip so far although it had its moments. One came while we were driving west on the high plains in the form of a fast-moving rain and hail storm. The skies out there are amazing. We could see forever in all directions. Clear skies all around, with the exception of a thunderstorm complete with lightning out to our south and west, and moving our way pretty quickly. Having passed the wagon ruts left behind by the wagon trains from years ago, we talked about the early emigrants headed for Oregon and California and how they walked much of this, always exposed to the elements. The sun on those high plains is unfiltered, and you tan or burn fast. You can feel it on your arms and neck the moment you get out of the car. Much more intense than the sea-level beach sun on the east coast. Out there on the high plains, the storms sweep in with nothing to stop them. The winds came first, blowing tumbleweeds across the highway and shaking the car. They were followed by driving rain, coming so hard and fast that people were pulling off the road, and motorcycles were seeking shelter under overpasses. Then the dark, swirling clouds came, bringing lightning and hail. Big hailstones I thought would shatter the glass windows of the car, or at the very least strip off the paint and dent the metal top and hood. It sounded like we were being pelted with golf balls. I told the kids to put their shoes on in case we had to run to shelter. I didn't want them stepping on broken glass. I was thinking, so this is what a tornado looks like from the inside. The wind was howling. It became nearly impossible to drive, so we turned off the road. There was a low, flat building that looked like a convenience store. Trucks had pulled off and we found a spot between them, sheltering us from the wind to some degree. The lightning gained a new intensity and was right over top of us and as it lit up the building, we could plainly make out the big sign on top of the building. Fireworks! All we could do was laugh at that point. 
We were talking about that rainstorm when we exited the highway and started following Route 14, which we knew would take us up the east side of the Bighorns. It was an interesting experience. It's very scenic, with lots of views out the windows of steep inclines that begin just a few yards from your tires, many with no guardrails, and with all kinds of switchbacks and sharp inclines. I couldn't help but wonder how long ago this one was built. It must have started as a wild animal trail and then been improved upon year after year. By the time we made it about halfway up, the kids had gone silent, and I was trying to make small talk about what we would do when we got to Jackson Hole. And my wife was gone silent as well, just enjoying the scenery I was hoping. But I really knew better. By the time we got to the top, I could feel rather than hear a sigh of relief, as there were canyons and flats at the top that, although now bathed in darkness, were easier traveling and allowed for some relief. I turned on the radio, but couldn't catch anything but static, so finally gave that up. Some Disney CDs seemed to break the tension, at least until we started the downhill switchbacks and declines on the west side of the Bighorns. There were warning signs for trucks and campers to keep it in low gear. The declines were steep. After the first 15 minutes or so, we weren't even a third of the way down, I guess from the little I could see and I started getting a thumping sound from my brakes. And coming down at that angle, I was stepping on the brakes all the time. As this wore on, I was soon mashing the brake, and the shaking increased to the point where the steering wheel was shaking along with the thumping. I was wondering what the hell was going on, and thinking we had a serious brake problem. There were no pull-offs. What would happen if the brakes failed? Images of our car rolling down the mountain started popping up in my mind. I tried conversation, but no one was biting. So I started singing patriotic songs. That turned into soulful hymns. My wife elbowed me a signal to zip it. Her usually tanned face now looked blanched. The thumping and shaking of the wheel was the only sound we could hear. At one point, we did find a pull-off, and I stopped for ten minutes to give everyone a break and settle their nerves. My wife finally broke the silence and asked me what was going on. I said the obvious, brakes, we'll stay in Cody. I'll get them checked first thing in the morning. We pulled out and kept our fingers crossed that the brakes would hold out. The thumping, shaking, and rattling continued unabated until we reached the bottom. Coming down the western slopes of the Bighorns at night and with brakes and low gear all the way had taken us about an hour. We stayed at a Holiday Inn in Cody and I was up and out first thing, headed for the local brake joint. I told them the story, and it was one they'd heard more times than they could count. They told me, after a thorough inspection of the brake pads, that the extreme heat generated against the brake shoes by the steep decline had warped the shoes, and that's what was causing the bumping and shaking of the steering wheel. I told them I had other mountains to climb on this trip, and asked if they had heavy-duty brakes, which they did, and when we pulled out of Cody and headed for Yellowstone's northern gate, the family was back in sync again. We would have gone in the east gate, But that was the year of the big forest fires. There was smoke everywhere. And as it turned out, Jackson Hole was getting its share as well. That trip out west was incredible. And we'll always have memories about Yellowstone and Jackson Hole and the Snake River. We enjoy the beaches and our green hills and mountains here in Virginia. And the kids are grown now. But we still remember our bighorn adventure. If you're driving out there today, stay safe and enjoy. Life is an adventure. And provided you survive it, The road can leave you with great memories. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road. We're at Apple iTunes Podcast app, 
Just search for us and subscribe. It's free. We offer new episodes every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Android users tend to like Player.fm and Stitcher.com. Both of them carry all four of our shows. And when you subscribe, they let you know whenever new episodes come out. You can also check out our website at 1001storiesnetwork.com, where we keep all four 1001 shows. This episode was a little different than our ones here at 1001 Stories for the Road, containing personal reminiscences, and I hope you don't mind us departing from our usual story. Reviews at Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.com are always appreciated, so if you can, please take a few minutes and leave one for us. That's all we ask. This is your host and storyteller, John Hagedorn, and we'll be back soon. time inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.